The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Kelsey Campbell sitting in for Jay and Andrew today. Brad Whiskers joined me in studio. He's got what I think constitutes a pretty epic attempt at April Fool's joke, but maybe one of the ones that we wouldn't say it was an epic win, but rather an epic fail, and we'll get to that. But Daryl has called in. We want the best April Fool's jokes you've ever seen, either absolute disaster or just where you're still patting yourself on the back 10 years later. Hey, Daryl, what's your story? Well, hey, Kels, how's it going? Good? Very good. Right on. Um, no, years ago, uh, when the uh, airbase uh, up in uh, Nemeo used to be exist on an army base, um, we had a gal, uh, and she kept playing jokes all day. So what we did is we all got together and said, oh, okay, let's just grab the forklift and put her car up on the tactical airlift docks. And they uh, rig it up for airdrop because they were doing drops as well, eh? And they, uh, so she was walking by the car all day rigged up on the, the ready-to-go list. And uh, then when she went to leave that day, then she realized that was her car. And, uh, oh, then the joke stopped, right? So you didn't so. actually drop her car out of the back of a plane? Uh, no, no, it was an actual, it, we made sure nobody was going to take it. But uh, <laughs> it, was, it, it was very effective, eh? I believe it. So she smartened so. up? No more jokes since? Oh no no! It, it was it was all it was all good. Eh? It was everybody uh, enjoyed the uh, team effort. Eh? Uh, that's great. Thanks for calling, Daryl. Cheers. Okay, Ken from Lamont has called in. Can you top that? Yeah, I think I can. This is one that keeps giving all year long. I, had, uh, I was in McMurray, and uh, a couple of good friends of mine. I I came across. I don't know where it was in a magazine or something, but you could get all these free subscriptions to different magazines. So my bu- my buddy Ivan became Ivana, and he got Needlepoint magazines for a full year for free. And my other buddy, actually two other buddies of mine, one got uh, Wedding Planner, and uh, the other one, I can't remember what it was, but it had to, it was like, you, these guys are bikers, and it took them, it was right off the realm. And uh, it was about Six or eight months later, we're talking, and uh, I had a bunch of Easy Rider magazines I was giving him. He goes, oh, speaking of magazines, he says, I keep getting these magazines about needlepoint or, or knitting and all this stuff. All this. I said, really? Is that true, Ivana? And he looked at me, he goes, yeah. But, yep, you give away all these. Ken, joke's on you. Ivan now is gifting you every birthday, Christmas, with matching needlepoint toques and gloves and socks. That'd be great, but he moved to Newfoundland. He went back to Newfoundland, so, but yeah. Because of the Needlepoint magazines? He's out of here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But yeah, I kept on giving two of my other buddies never knew it was me. Oh, I love it. Thanks for calling in, Ken. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Brad, can you top Ken? I don't know if I can top it. It was an elaborate scheme that uh, my friends and I came up with. Easter weekend happened to land at uh, the same time as April Fool's. So my buddy's parents were gone to their cottage for the weekend. And we figured that when they come back, they're going to walk into somewhat a house of horrors, let's say. So we had some police tape and we surrounded the front door with police tape and the back door to get to the backyard with police tape. We threw some of their lawn chairs in the pool. We uh, 
took down some pictures inside the house and then put um, picture frames on the ground with smashed glass and beer bottles on the front lawn and beer bottles all over the house. And the thing is, is my buddy's dad is like Italian and really scary. So we didn't know how this was going <laughs> going to go down. Um, but he walked in the house and you could imagine what he said. Like, I can't repeat what he said on air, but okay. his wife also was concerned about their youngest child because we were supposed to look after him throughout the weekend. He was only 13 at the time. So she's wondering where Gabe is. Like, where are the kids? Where's Gabe? They're in jail. There's been something going on here. And you can hear we're all tucked in the basement in my buddy's bedroom listening to all this go down. And eventually he made his way downstairs, my friend's dad, and then made his way to the bedroom and opened the door and all of us were there. Um... He didn't react too kindly to the prank. You're still feeling the beating 20 years later? Yeah, this was like 10 years ago. Um, and he brings it up any time I see him. When I go home and I see his dad, Mo is not impressed. He still brings it up. So it was successful to a point. That just could have backfired so bad. They called the police from oh, outside the house yeah. trying to figure out what's going on here. But we were 20 and stupid, so we didn't really think of the repercussions. We just wanted to scare the crap out of them. It worked, but... Uh, we won't ever do that to uh, to Mo and Julia again. <laughs> Al, what do you think? Does yours top that? Well, I think I don't know if it will or not. Well, we did this when I was in high school. Our shop happened to be on the second floor, and this one guy, his car, he, he loved his car so much, he, he would park it in such a place that it, nothing would get around it. So it was a small car, so a bunch of us from the football team, we all moved it over to where the winch was for the uh, mechanic shop. Like you physically lifted it? Yeah, we physically moved it, about a dozen of us. <laughs> okay. And then once we got it to there, we wrapped it up in slings and lifted the whole car up. And so it was dangling there. And this was on a Friday afternoon. And by the time he came out and found out where this car was, the school was locked up. So his car was there for the whole weekend. Oh, so it just got better. Oh, yeah. And are you still friends to this day? <laughs> he doesn't know who did it. <gasps> you never told him? No. That's apparently, according to our expert in folklore, Dr. Ian Brody said you have to have that relief at the end. You've got to tell him what happened. Oh, we never did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's never too late. How many years ago was that? Oh, 20 plus. Could you imagine getting a call? He lives in Boston now, so I don't even know if I could get a hold of him. Oh, Al, thanks for calling. No problem. So good. Keep the text coming at 6.30, 6.30. I promise we're going to weave this through. We're going to take it really easy on this Monday. We hit the politics hard out of the gate. Again, we're going to be live out of Fort Saskatchewan at the Lakeview Inn and Suites for those of you who want to swing by. We're there from 2 to 6 on Wednesday. And Troy, who I think, if I'm not mistaken, is one of Reed Wilkins' Beer God winners. Troy? Did you get the beer god pass at the, the Edmonton? Yes, I went to the, I went, and it was great. And were you treated like a god? Well, I thought I was, but he just kept on giving me beer. <laughs> Sounds pretty good to me. It was really good. Okay, what's your April Fool's story? Okay, this happened. Actually, I told Jay Lynn about two years ago she was doing the same thing, but... Uh, Here I thought I'm it was a so big, unique. 
Ah, uh, yeah. Well, it's unique. People still mad at me to this day. <laughs> I'm a bingo caller, so they hate you already before you even start calling bingo. So I just said we had like the whole holds 500 people, and there must have been at least half full, about 200. I said tonight we are giving away a trip to Las Vegas. And everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, underneath your chair, under one of these chairs, on, in this whole hall, there's an envelope that says you have won a trip to Las Vegas for a week for two people. All expenses paid and $1,000. Well, it was funny for a while. You got uh-huh. or they're, they're, they're on their knees. They're looking. Now we got people because they're not fighting them underneath their chairs, but now the empty chairs they're fighting over because they want to see if there's an envelope under those chairs. And that's well, I had tears. I had tears. I was crying so bad, laughing so hard. And then after about two minutes of this going on, somebody said, I think he's doing an April Fool's show. Well, everybody. That's when the brawl began. And that has gone down in history as the giant brawl of Edmonton, 1997. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.